Orem's armies marched upon the world. People from all over, different planets, different realms, joined the fight to stop the corrupted from taking the forgotten realms. Gods, demons, celestials, all joined forces, hoping to stop the spread of the Far Realms. But it was too much, it was too strong. And now our heroes, our brave five heroes are barely holding the line. Join us at BaldaTheSevenDice.com so that this tale will not be forgotten. So we will know how to hold back the creatures of the Far Realms before it's too late. <laughs> Need a new gay found family podcast? We're queer led actual D&D play. Nope. <laughs> We're a queer led actual play D&D podcast of four best friends who are currently playing. Hold on. We're a bunch of queers playing D&D for a podcast. We're lifelong friends. We have space travel, magic technology, heist, horses, and a really gooey goblin. I'm stealing all of your stuff. I'm just going to say this entire ad. <laughs> we have great bonus content with the first episode of each arc available for free. <laughs> In the entirety of the first arc, the bone rattlers. Uh, yeah, each arc... <laughs> is set in a excuse me each art is set in a in-universe history podcast about each planet in the planetary system there's more than one we have a bunch of episodes available for binging and wonderful characters to fall in love with and hate <laughs> including some jank horses <laughs> we have multiple arcs out that follow the story of Val a trite <laughs> ten Val the Triton, an interplanetary <laughs> criminal and MLG gamer. Uh, horse rider extraordinaire. Xerxes, a murderous demon that likes to wear dad hats. And sometimes uh, rides Dogs. a night horse. horse. Patches, a part-time old lady, full-time ooey-gooey cyborg goblin, and her trusty rusty steed, Horus. And Adam, the small boy technomancer. And their journey as they grow and discover uh, the truth to their pasts. I was going to be mad because I didn't do a character voice, and then I was like, no, <laughs> I did. Magic, Magic dagger. dagger. If, if the, the true treasure, treasure isn't friendship, friendship I'm, I'm going to be mad. mad. I'm going to be mad. If treasure true, friendship bad? <laughs> hey, it's Dennis, editor and GM of Control Group. Let's give it up for our ads, and let's throw in one of our own. And I know what you must be thinking. Dennis, I'm already listening to the episode. Aren't I doing enough? And truly you are. But if you wanted to go the extra step, why not follow us on Twitter at CTRL Group Pod. There we post a lot of information, character portraits, and little promos to the episode so you can get a cute little sneak peek to get you excited before you listen. You can also go ahead and jump on to the Be Gay Roll Dice Discord server. There we have our own little special place where you can come and talk to us about episodes and episode ideas and systems. Do you have a system you want us to test? Go over to our Patreon. We have a special $5 dev tier where 
Once you pledge to that, we'll go ahead to take a look at your system, give you a nice little preview, and then somewhere down the line, we're gonna go ahead and give your system a try. And if you don't have a system to test, you can also join our Patreon for as low as a dollar. There, you can go ahead and get access to special tests that we put behind a paywall, because they're probably too stupid to go on the main feed. Also, it's tried and true, but smash that like and subscribe button below. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. If you're on Spotify, give us five stars, or however many you think is appropriate. Anyway, if you have the spoons to do this, go ahead. We really appreciate the support. We want to thank you, nevertheless, just for listening to our podcast. Enjoy the episode. and welcome to another episode of Control Group. I am Sarah, your GM for this season. And with me, I have some players and characters for Gardens of Glass. Hey, I'm Marcus. I'm playing Rosalina Cunningham. My name's I'm Dennis. Ni- <laughs> 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 I'm Nick, and I'm playing Baxter St. Tillis. And I'm Dennis, and I'm playing Henri de Messay. And for this season, we are playing Petticoats and Proposals by Sarah Williams. When we last left off, our three intrepid seekers of romance and the quiet life of the English countryside, Baxter and Rosalina helped to rekindle the romance between Lord Sebastian Wintrose and Miss Jane Woodbridge. Good people. While Duke Laureate Henri de Marseille had a very lovely date and professed his feelings feelings for their hostess's lady's maid, Miss Perdita Hale. As you three have become pretty aware during this time that there is a ball that will be scheduled that night as you all are leaving town. Oh, and I take it all of you are heading back in the same formation that you arrived? It would only make sense. Of course, and if there are any conversations you'd like to have on the carriage ride back, let me know. If not, I'm going to do a little time jump. (laughs) Alright, so we are going to jump ahead to the next morning. You know the ball will be in Underwood late that night, and as the three of you kind of walk around the house, kind of going about your going by your early mornings, you hear some chatter from the servants that the sky out there isn't looking so great. It seems that a storm may be expected to blow in, but no one can really tell how severe it may be. And we are going to start with Henri. What are you doing this lovely morning at the estate? Uh, Henri is, since he's cabined up with Colonel... Henry Ashford. He's gonna attempt to have breakfast with him. <laughs> okay. Uh, Henry is... They're actually pretty pretty happy to have, to have breakfast with you. He asks you lots of questions about your time in the war. <laughs> Fucking course he does. <laughs> uh, Henri is gonna answer them, like, as politely as he can, but, like, Every one more question is, like, one more annoyance point Henri has. 
And I am actually going to have you roll plus insight. Just to see, just kind of to get an idea of where the conversation continues to go. Wonderful. I got an 11 plus zero, which is 11. Okay, with an 11. As the conversation continues, you realize something. Henry being a soldier himself, they they should know the answers to some of the questions they're asking. Had this feeling for quite some time. But they still seem very engaged in your answers. Like, they do genuinely care about what you're talking about. I think at this point in the conversation, Omri wants to play a little bit of mental tress. Okay. Colonel Ashford, um, let me just start off by saying and then he'll, like, look pointedly at Henry and go, your secret is safe with me. Uh, Henry kind of stops picking at his food uh, and looks up at you. Oh, it was that obvious, wasn't it? I mean, almost literally from the day I first... The first <laughs> conversation we had, it was pretty obvious. But I... If you would allow me to help you in some way. Oh, I suppose some context maybe in order. You are aware of who my father is, yes? General... General Barnabas Ashford? Yes, of course. And then I... I don't know if word gets all the way into France, but... My older brother is a, has made a reputation for himself as a bit of a good-for-nothing. So, I take it you can imagine what a proud general would do to his other son, who didn't have such inability to handle himself and the family's finances. I just need to make it through this ball, find someone who will marry me, and I can stop pretending to have the title my father gifted me. If that is what you so want, Colonel Ashford, then I would love to help you. I know you've had struggles this entire time with kind of the mannerisms of this high society, but who better than a Duke Laureate to help you become a fancy gentleman who can find such a wonderful lady, even I think I have a few in mind myself. Please, please not, Annette. Oh, damn it! I, 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 trust me, I can see how Nanette seems from the outside, but if you were, if you were looking for a proper lady, search no further. <laughs> Roll to win someone. Yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling. Son of a bitch. Um, I'm... Because remember last session, she like chased him all over town. <laughs> I'm gonna have to spend something. I, I roll. Uh, 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 are you gonna? Are you, you gonna? This. Are you gonna do it? Are you gonna perform an act of desperation? I desperately need this. Yeah. We all gotten an act of desperation. We've all popped it. <laughs> all right. Uh, mark down mm-hmm. your maximum goodwill, mm-hmm. and Henry understands the urgency of what you're trying to say, and he takes a deep breath. I, I, you're right. I suppose I might have been too. Presumptive, in my opinions. Perhaps Miss Nanette 
deserves another chance. Yeah, I think my, like, marking down of my maximum goodwill is me stooping to the level of actually complimenting Nanette. Yes. Nanette is, how do you say, in my charge, but behind her kind of garishness and the wide-eyed way she looks at this new world for her, down in there, deep, deep down in there, there is a beautiful, charming, and witty woman. Well, perhaps. Did you hear about the ball happening in town? Yes, I was um, planning on sneaking out and attending myself, I feel. <laughs> this may be a great opportunity for both of us. Uh, with that, Henry kind of looks past you out the window. Hopefully we can make it back before the storm rolls in. Hmm. Hopefully. And we are going to cut over to Rosalina. How are you spending your morning? Maybe I think Rosalina looks for Phoebe but can't find her. You know? Okay, no. Perfect. You are you're out looking for Phoebe and you're you're trying to go around and actually roll to keep your composure for me to see <laughs> if you to see how you fare in in the halls of the house. That's great, right? Yes, that's plus grace. Oh, sick. Okay. Uh, eight. You kind of know your way around the house, but you do realize, you're, and you're able to notice it just in time that you really weren't looking to see who might have been coming through hallways that intersect, and you stop yourself very, very quickly from running into uh, Rowan. Really? Uh, oh. Uh, apologies, princess. Uh, have you seen my cousin? I can't seem to find Phoebe anywhere. Lovely to see you this morning. Um, I mean, uh, no, I, I've, I've been looking for her as well. She left breakfast early, claiming she had something to tell my mother. Did she? I hope I don't know what that could be about. Uh, knowing Phoebe, she probably felt she had to ask permission before going to the ball tonight. Well, what's so terrible about that? I mean... She's always been um, quite kind and courteous as she could be. Uh, knowing Phoebe, yes. But you see the ball being what in town and all, and my mother finds it most frustrating when she cannot curate the guest list to her exacting specifications. Isn't it un- in your mother's best interest that members of her family are able to meet people and mingle, especially at occasions such as this? Mingle, yes, but with what she considers the right people, and that is having at least a title. I see. And money that can be traced back to the days when swords were more commonly used than any weaponry we have now. Uh, this is hard because I want to, I want to talk to them, but I know, <laughs> I know that they're the one who sold out Sebastian. Um, okay, I'm gonna still. I'm going to say, um, I was quite in a hurry to find Phoebe because, well, I suppose I needed someone to, um, speak to. Would you, um, and then I guess I'd gesture at, like, a bench or somewhere to sit nearby. Oh, of course. He goes and takes a, he goes and takes a seat. You guys do see a small little, uh, bench at the end of the hall underneath a window. I think at that point, Rosalina gets a little embarrassed. Um, I don't know why I'm doing this. I usually... I suppose I never really know what to say when you're around. I'm terribly sorry if I've made you uncomfortable. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, um, 
No, I should say that, uh, look, I was quite apprehensive arriving here and being around everyone who seems so at home in these social situations, and, well, I, um, I've never understood all of that. I, uh, it gets a bit overwhelming easily, and yesterday I made a lot of, um, leaps that I suppose weren't too reckless, but it seemed as if it went all well. I, I just, um, it was all a bit too much for me. I understand. It's, it's a difficult game to play. I just hope I didn't speak too much. About what? Oh, nothing. Uh, well, uh, I just, I told myself that if I could ever do anything to help two people to find what their future is supposed to be, if if it could even be love or uh, a better situation for them, I, I would do everything that I could to do to create that. But I, I suppose I just sort of dove in and took a leap of faith. Well, whoever they were, I'm sure they appreciated the help. Phoebe used to write to me about you at boarding school, you know? She thought you could do anything, and for that, I'm glad that you were able to look out for She's always looked out for me. I don't have any siblings. I have cousins, but we're all quite um, different in age and disposition. But Phoebe was my first true friend. I'm glad that Phoebe is able to find out more of who she is. She told me you were quite the athlete. Skilled at riding and fencing. Particularly fencing. She's not supposed to speak of that. Um, <clears throat> God damn it, Phoebe! Uh, well... <laughs> I feel like Rowan's trying yeah. She said you were always at the top of your game. Rowan, I, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you something. Yes. I, I learned of, I learned of the situation of Sebastian, and um, his uh, prospects, I should say, and I learned that he was with someone who, I suppose, his family didn't think he should be with, and I just wanted to know what was your part in all of this. When my mother and Lady Winchrose began their friendship. My mother had it in her mind that either myself or Phoebe would wed Sebastian. Over time, it became clear that, well, I mean, Sebastian and I were close, we were the dearest of friends, but it was never going to go beyond that. And, well, Phoebe was not terribly interested herself, and besides, at that point, it was very clear that Sebastian had already set his sights on the sword bridge and they were happy and but my mother was displeased that I had not tried hard enough to change Sebastian's perception of me and so feeling defiant I told her that it would never happen between him and I as he was engaged to someone else my mother threatened to punish Phoebe if I didn't tell her everything Oh, my. And so, frightened as I was, I did what I had to do to save my cousin. The cruel words of my mother. <laughs> and ever since then, I've been doing everything I can to try and make things right with Sebastian. And so, in order for that all to be safe. And you do kind of realize as is going, like, Rowan's doing very much the same thing that Phoebe did. Like, once they get started, they just kind of can't stop. Mm. Rowan? I wanted to. I've seen other things at the house that I've told my mother about. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, that was what I was supposed to do for her. 
for her to leave Phoebe and me alone. I was to feed her secrets. I want you to be quite upset, Rowan. I, I, I want you to reprimand you and... and But I have not been uh, very courageous when it's come to Lady Thornbill either. I have um, witnessed her own, her ire firsthand. And I was quite unable to protect myself. No offense, if I should say. No, it, my mother believes that her station gives her the right and to treat anyone she sees beneath her terribly. Even though your station is technically higher than hers. Yes, well, I know how you must feel as much as I can. But thank you, Princess, for allowing me to confess that. It had weighed heavily on me for years. I'm, I'm honored that you told me. I, Phoebe and I always looked up to you as close as we had to an older sibling. Uh, and at this point, uh, coming across the hall, you see Phoebe looking angry. Quite angry. No! What the fuck is Phoebe mad about? I think I'm like half rushing up to her, but then I see, uh, Phoebe, are you alright? No, I, I'm great. I, I did it. I, I, I stood up to my aunt. I told her I was going to the ball, and she couldn't stop me. Uh, as you see her hands at her sides are shaking. <laughs> I've never been prouder of you. That's just lovely. Phoebe, are you alright? Yes! I will go to the ball, and I will find a spouse on my own, with no one's help. I suppose I'll have to do it without any help as well, then. Oh, you're both going to the ball tonight. Surely. Uh, how often do balls of this size come up? This one's rather small, but <laughs> I had two young ladies attending. You'll need a chaperone. True. <laughs> True. Wait, is 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 Rowan that much older than us? That like <laughs> Rowan is like. Of course, two unmarried young young ladies. I mean, in the position that I am, that's most most people attending attending balls don't really tend to consider people like me in the rules. So I usually can. Hide amongst male friends. I wish I had that luxury. But a chaperone will be required. You do realize that attending a ball now in society generally means that you have your eyes set on marriage. Well, I... They taught you that at your boarding school, right? Well, I... I mean, I... I wouldn't say no. I, 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 look, I, I assumed I would um, drag my cousin along, but I suppose we can ask anyone who, need, who we need to ask. Uh, Ivy might know. She and her brothers have lived here, lived here her whole life. I'm sure she'd know someone who'd be willing to take us. I can assure you, I have a sneaking suspicion that everyone we know will be there. <laughs> so it's not really a worry of mine, but yes, let's um, let's. It's a, it's mostly just a formality to make sure your partner is someone of quality. <laughs> Even as a princess, I never understand any of these things. <laughs> Poor you. <laughs> Alright, uh, Phoebe, are you sure you're going to be alright? Uh, Phoebe... Phoebe nods. Uh, her hands are still very much shaking. I think I'm gonna grab her arm, and then we are going to find some sweets. Cause... Alright. There's always something. I'm sure if it's not tea time yet, we'll just be able to request something from the, um, from downstairs. I mean, we can find some sort of cakes or something. Yeah, you guys make your way to the kitchen, and... Phoebe, being a constant guest as a member of the Thornbell family, uh, the kitchen staff recognize her and are able to grant the two of you access to some 
very lovely cakes and some slices of a raspberry tart. I am going to choose Rowan as my delightful company, as my best friend for this session. All right. Uh, as you sit down to eat with Phoebe, you see that Phoebe is just angrily, like, just attacking her slice of tart. Perfect. What's up, girl? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've earned this. That's great. I'm going to do the same. Yes. Pow. I don't, I don't need... I don't need my aunt. I don't need her money. I can do it on my own. Let's take it out of the tart. <laughs> Phoebe. Yep. I had an idea I wanted to push by you. Yes? I think... Well, I... Don't know much of any of that, but I think that my family knows a publishing company where we could see if we could have a book of your poems produced. Whoa. Whoa. Really? Do you mean it? Nah. I suppose (laughs) (laughs) I should ask around, but yes, I think it's doable. Oh, Rosalina, you really are the best friend anyone could hope for. And you see kind of the tension of soldiers just kind of. Relax a bit, and she looks down at the tart. Oh, I've made a real mess of this, haven't I? <laughs> I'm going to drop mine on the table so it makes a mess, too. And then give her a hug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she will hug you back. And we are going to head over to Baxter. All right, here's where Baxter's at. I feel like Baxter is more inclined now to, like, like open himself up, meet new people. He's, like, had some good experiences. But I think what's really bugging him in the side of his mind is this whole uh, Lady Wintrose being beholden to the Thornbells thing. Mm-hmm. So, so just, just so I'm, t- I'm talking this out. So the thing going on with that is that the Thornbells, that the Wintrose, Wintrose estate own, like, owes the Thornbells money? Yes. To, like, keep their, like, grand estate going, right? Yep. Yep, to keep the estate going and to continue to finance Lord Wintrose's uh, botanical expedition. And Thornbells, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> what the Thornbells get out of this is the the place to like have luxurious parties and get to know the elites of and such, right? Yes. Okay. 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 Make sure. Yes, I, especially uh, after the death of Duke Thornbell, because originally it was just it was primarily an act of friendship between. Mm-hmm. Lord Wintrose and Duke Thorne. And now it's gone sour. Yes. Okay. Like, and now it's gone sour after the Duke's untimely death. Yes, I think I think that still sucks. <laughs> um, what would we actually be doing? Are you trying to find more people who would know about the situation? Not necessarily. I I I, I kind of I do want to. I think I do want to talk to uh, Wintrose's lady's maid. Uh, okay, Perdita. Yeah, I want to find Perdita. All right. You've made your way kind of through the main house. Uh, you do know that usually Perdita can be found with uh, Lady Wintrose, as even though she is her lady's maid, she also tends to take on more kind of secretarial duties. Mm-hmm. So you'll usually find them around uh, the third floor of the building. Which she stood up to you before, right? Even though you're a prince. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, you've, you've seen Lady Wintrose's kind of office areas before and you do see both uh, Lady Wintrose and Perdita and you watch as uh, Perdita is handed an envelope from Lady Wintrose. I think Baxter will slink away into the shadows. Let's to see this first. Roll to keep your composure to see how stealthy you're being. We'll see. Eight. Eight. All right. On a seven to nine, 
Your keeper will do one of the following. Force you to make a hard choice, give you success at a cost, or someone will misinterpret your actions. All right, I'm going to give you success at a cost here. Nice. There is a place that there is a place that you can hide, but you do realize that your height that this that this kind of area you notice a little bit of space in between the door and the wall. But as soon as somebody opens the door any further, your cover is blown. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> so you have a hiding spot, but I you're need. pretty sure it, it's very temporary. I'll slip in there. All right, slip in there, and you're able to catch snippets of their conversation you hear from Perdita. Thank you so much. You have no idea what this means. Of course. Anything for my goddaughter. And in time you will have what is yours. I promise. What? Interesting. An envelope. Goddaughter. Some promises. And the last thing you hear is and and you're sure I I'll be able to, of course. Be able to what? Of course. Your parent, your parent's slate, wiped clean. <gasps> and you'll be free to be who you always were. Baxter's making this much noise behind the door. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I feel like I, I was going to make like a grand reveal, but now it feels a little, feels a little awkward. <laughs> it does feel awkward because I thought I had the reveal written down and I didn't. <laughs> but it's the parent's slate wiped clean. That's a reveal enough. That's huh? enough information. I, okay, I did find it. I did find it. Lady Petita Fontaine. The name suits you well. What, is she Italian? What? <laughs> She's American! <laughs> Jesus. Thought she was American. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Petita nods, and Baxter, you hear footsteps coming towards the door! Baxter pushes the door open himself. <laughs> <laughs> and it slaps into her face. <laughs> <laughs> No, he just pushes it up as he coolly leans against the wall. Sorry, he took a wrong turn. <laughs> Where's the loop? Fonts. <laughs> right, right behind the door? <laughs> yes, I'm awfully lost in these drafty old houses. Speaking of, uh, I hate to interrupt a private conversation, but um, I, I had a, a thought perplexed me all night. It's been vexing me my entire trip here, really. I wanted to ask you, Lady Wintrose, how much is the Gardens of Glass? Oh gosh, now I gotta pull a number out of now. <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> the question of all questions. What the all question of these episodes of have been leading that to. The keeper did not think to consider at what the time. What type of glass <laughs> is the god? How much per cubic meter? <laughs> oh, uh, I know whatever number I say is going to be wrong. <laughs> you needn't tell me now, but. Um, I, I, I've been considering it very seriously, and I should like to buy the place, <gasps> if it should help you. Buy the estate? Yes, I like it. I think that the, it belongs in the, uh, the pantheon of great houses, as it were. The pantheon of great houses owned by the St. Elizabeth, of course. Yes, um, in matter of writing, of course, but uh, I think this house suits you very well. I think you should stay here. Keep everything exactly as it was. And I think that you should keep everything else very nearly the same if you like. I shouldn't think to uh, tell you what to do with your, with your money, with your estate, with your own home. However, I must insist that you give James a raise. He <laughs> <laughs> does an awfully good job. He does. And also I that you send that little girl to school. 
I feel James uh, is afraid he cannot do it himself. But, as I said, this is merely an offer. I will consider your offer. You know, my husband and I knew the St. Louis family a very long time ago. I'm glad to see their son has grown up into someone so responsible. As opposed to my ancestors? <laughs> I shall take that as a compliment. <laughs> and, willing, and willing to do what he feels must be done. You are very much a different man now than you were as a child. There are far too people in this world who think it impossible to do the right thing. And Baxter will leave. I'm that. Alright. Uh, on the way out, though, you do see that uh, Perdita actually dropped the envelope. <laughs> when you startled her by the door. Should I pick it up? Oh my god, this is dramatic. I feel like it was such a nice moment. I don't know if Baxter's feeling quite catty. But uh, <laughs> but I am intrigued as the player. <laughs> so therefore, I will pick it back up. <laughs> is there a stealth roll? Yeah, do I have to roll something? <laughs> you pick it up. And uh, put it in my pocket and walk away? <laughs> if I'm not accosted? Nope. Yay! <laughs> uh, Perdita is long gone. I'm going to read that shit later. And the afternoon moves on, and we come into the evening. The clouds are completely covering any bare patches of sky. I'm sure it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I think um, Baxter will try and find Rosalina, if if that's alright. Yep. And you find her easily enough. Uh, you, You seem to have gotten your way around pretty well. Alright. I know exactly where I am at all times. Rosalina, you weren't planning on going to the ball this evening, were you? I certainly was, cousin. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I think you knew that. <laughs> I'm afraid that I don't trust this weather. If you go out, you may not come back in due time. <laughs> oh, what's a bit of rain? I'm sure I'll find somewhere. Several members of our family have died of pneumonia. It's quite common. Yes. I'll, well, no. There was only <laughs> Uncle Patrick and Grandpa Stephen and Grandmother Leosa and Uncle Patrick's son. The Latin Patrick word Jr. for weak lungs rhymes with St. <laughs> I will be as cautious as I can, but I'll not miss it for... Nonsense. I shall go with you. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have... So Jane... Woodbridge. Did she have enough time to make me a dress for this one, or is it for the next one? She's done with that dress yet? Uh, she <laughs> she did have enough time to make you a dress. Damn, yes. Uh, so good. now, so at that point, I come out from right behind. A, right after tea time. Right after tea time, you received you mm. received a letter from uh, Jane and her mother stating that your dress was ready. Perfect. So at the end of that conversation, I come out from behind the uh, I don't know covering, and I reveal my new dress. Which is... Describe your new Gosh, um, I think we'd spoken about... I don't I don't want it to look like a prom dress, but I want it to be extremely, like, um, flowy and poofy in the, in the, in the fo- shoulders. And um, okay. I think that Rosalina looks great in blue, because I have reddish <laughs> hair, like a reddish-brown hair. Yeah. So, and... I'm still wearing you- sword earrings. <laughs> I was about to say, are you wearing your new hairpin? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which was shaped like... It was shaped like a sparrow skull. Wow. With crystals embedded in the eyes. That is awesome. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you said you wanted something weird. Perfect. Good heavens, where did you get that? <laughs> I knew you'd be jealous. I am 
showcasing my new dress I that was cr- made for me in town today. By Miss Woodbridge, I presume. Yes. You think that true love will wear off on you? <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's an added bonus, I won't complain. Now, are you are you ready? Am I ready? Do I look ready? <laughs> Seeing you dressed as that, I have to go change. <laughs> I, I shan't be at but ten minutes. Fifteen. Twenty! <laughs> oh, Rana. <laughs> Take the time you will, cousin. And I relax in my new dress. <laughs> uh, Honoré, mm-hmm. do you have any last-minute preparations before sneaking out to the ball? I'm ready to go. Perfect. Um, as you exit your room, you do see, uh, Perdita. Uh, coming up towards you, uh, um, Henri, I didn't know who else to ask, but I appear to have lost something given to me by Lady Wintrose. Of course, what, what is it? Uh, an envelope, uh, addressed, addressed to me from, uh, Lady Maria Fontaine. Would I know of this person? So, you do know that the Fontaine... Yes! So, being French, you do know the Fontaines. <laughs> you definitely know of the Fontaines. You do know that Lady Maria Fontaine is the... Was an Italian heiress, but now a French noblewoman. The last thing you really heard from the Fontaines is they mostly just kind of keep to themselves and mind their own business was you heard of the untimely deaths of... Uh, of Lord Francois and his wife, the Lady uh, Elizabeth. He, Francois, very much uh, sort of disgraced the family a little bit by uh, shunning the match that had been prepared for him and uh, running away with a young English noblewoman. Mm-hmm. And the last thing you heard was that they had died at sea. Oh, shit. Yes, I'll, I'll keep my eyes on the lookout, as you say. Thank you. It's very important that I find it. And going, cutting back to Baxter, have you actually read that letter yet? I was just about to, as I'm changing in my uh, room, I'll like look at it and be like, why did I grab right. this? <laughs> we can, we can kind up. of split screen. We can split screen these. Um, you open the letter and the first line reads, My dear granddaughter. <laughs> oh. I was supposed to continue. Uh, my dear granddaughter, it has been a great joy to me to hear that you survived. This is already fucking crazy. <laughs> Lady Wintrose has told me all about you, and I look forward to our meeting soon. Much love, your grandmother, Lady Maria Fontaine. Baxter, uh, does Baxter know anything about the Fontaines? <laughs> is he, is he Vaguely, you've, you've dis- you have discussed it. It's been discussed to you in your past. You know about... Fontaines are pretty pretty well off in front in terms of the French nobility. Uh, you do remember something of a bit of an uproar about the youngest son dying at sea. <laughs> Think about a dead son. Um, Big Baxter will uh, quietly pocket the letter in his suit jacket and then think to himself, huh, what happened to my letter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I was writing. And then he'll like glance over at his wastebasket and see that it's gone! <laughs> yes, it's gone. That's your, like, nearly has a heart attack. <laughs> like, stumbles, looks at the trash can, and then, like, like races out the door. Alright. And as you race out the door, you do see uh, 
Very much the same people who you had gone into town with the night before, all prepared for the ball. Although this time around, you see Miss Jane Woodbridge and her mother. Really? Uh, <clears throat> uh, Maxwell composes himself. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> we are all prepared to make haste to the ball in this lovely weather. Rosalina and Henri, by now you two have made it down here. And Rosalina, you actually see uh, Ivy motioning you over, where she stands with Phoebe and Jane. I'll go over to her. So, uh, I talked... I talked to Jane when I picked up my dress, and her mother will be our chaperone. Wow, that's just lovely. I have brought my cousin as well. Uh, you actually see Phoebe. Excellent! (laughs) We're gonna smash cut to... The assembly. All right. As you all kind of enter the building, you hear the music uh, filling the room, and you see uh, everyone in the best that they have for a small town soiree like this, uh, milling about, making conversation. Uh, the dancing hasn't quite begun yet. The fuck is my problem? <laughs> Ooh, mine. <laughs> yes. So we are so variables. We are now attending a ball. Every playbook in the Petticoats and Proposal system has a move that they gain access to whenever attending a ball or function similar. So, do all of my players know what their ball move is? Yes. Mine is literally Bell of the Ball, so... Sorry, not sorry, everybody. I have a sympathetic backstory. <laughs> oh, I love that one. <laughs> Mine is vigilant. The ball... <laughs> I'll continue. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say commences, but then I realized you guys were kind of walking in in media res. So they are just saying, the ball! <laughs> <laughs> Fancy, excitement, dancing. <laughs> Alright, so, Henri, you see Henry has come up behind you, and he turns to you. Slices um, your throat. <laughs> <laughs> where's, where's the ball taking place? Uh, the ball is taking place kind of at the local assembly hall in town. Oh, beautiful. Deglorious, uh, I may ask you to, I might ask you to introduce me to Miss Nutt, if you wouldn't mind. It would be my honor, Henry. <laughs> of course, of course, Nanette is here. Nanette got here before all of you. <laughs> Just been eating chips at the snack bar. <laughs> uh, just kind of waiting for everyone to show up. Uh, you do see her uh, sitting, kind of sitting and waiting. Uh, very, way too overdressed <laughs> for a small town function like this. This is something you would wear at at a at a at an event, say like the ball that you guys will be going to much later. <laughs> As they're introducing Henry to Nanette. Baxter wants to come up. <laughs> All right. Oh, beg your pardon. Uh, no, no, you should um, stay here for this. There's someone I would love for you to meet. Um. Well, I was just cutting in. I was go- oh, Nanette, going to ask um, this is- <laughs> Nanette if she would like to dance. Nanette. to you as you realize that Baxter was attempting to do this with no introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I, this I actually did quite a bit of studying up on was the etiquette of, of dances. Henri so will bow funny. before Nanette. Nanette, if you will, this is Sir Colonel Henry Ashford. Miss Nanette, it would be my honor if you would graciously accept my invitation to the next dance. 
Get fucked, Henry. I, no! I, I, <laughs> uh, you see Nanette kind of like waving her fan in front of her face. I'd certainly love to. <laughs> she chose Henry? <laughs> Get fucked. You're supposed to introduce. You're supposed to introduce yourself and ask for the next dance, dude. We're in high society, friends, motherfucker. <laughs> All this attention is given to the vapors. <laughs> Alright, that's perfect then. Do they do they leave to go dance? Um, actually, you do see the next dance is starting and people are going to be introduced to other people and ask for dancing dancing partners. Alright, well then, next we'll turn to Henri. Well, it appears that she's not interested in me at all, so we're even then, are we? Uh, I would love to roll to study a situation first off. Get fucked. No. Get fuck. no. <laughs> Is it still a no. war? <laughs> Bam. I got a, an 11. Which is very good. Alright. So, you may ask two of the following Yeah, 11's questions. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening here? What can be used for my benefit? What is the history of the place? What what is being hidden from me, and how could this situation turn out? What's being hidden from me? You kind of look around, and you do see that there are a lot of a lot of faces you don't know, and you are slowly starting to realize you've never been to a public ball before. <laughs> <laughs> Bar. Far different than the more uh, private affairs you went to, you've been to in your life. And you get one more question. Alright, I just feel like I was on a side quest. <laughs> and I got an 11. But no, it's fine, we'll wait. <laughs> uh, uh, then I'll ask... Uh, what can be used for my benefit? Uh, what can be used for your benefit? Um, the nice thing about introductions at balls is you normally need them for people with whom you are not acquainted. You are already acquainted with the people you arrived with. <laughs> and so you won't need to worry too much about finding someone to introduce you to say, Perdita. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm glad I know all this ball shit. I was studying Baxter, but... There's a long pause in the conversation between us oh, as I realize I'm a fish out of water. Max, if, oh, were you trying? Were you trying to get a more social idea? Would that be the other? Role? No, I was. I was looking for the letter, and then I was also <gasps> trying to figure out what the oh, fuck he's doing here to me. Is that see okay. where you stand? Or no, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should have asked that. No, that's that's my bad. So with the what's being hidden from you, because that was totally my fault for misunderstanding. You do catch, as Baxter kind of turns away, you do see a flash of something from inside his suit jacket. Yeah, I was also just going to say, Baxter just uh, just definitely thinks that Henri's the person who stole his letter. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, he's suspicious, he's acting sus. Yeah, no, you see, you, see, you see what looks like the corner of something. Mm. If you hand me whatever is in your coat pockets, then we shall be even. Baxter. Baxter <laughs> Stare at him sort of challengingly and say, A gentleman never removes his coat at a ball and walks away. <laughs> Actually. Damn it. 
Yeah, I was about to no, say, I might I'm get go- the I'm fucking go- precarious say, situation I'm going to say, I'm going to say, yeah, uh, yes, no, uh, you are at a ball full of <laughs> Everyone saw you just kind of try to leave in a huff. We are now entering a precarious situation. As you whip around, you feel a firm hand on, like, your elbow as I turn you back around to me. And precarious situations at balls work differently. At a ball, during a precarious situation, all harm is doubled. As there are more people to see your downfall. But rank effectiveness is gone. <gasps> nice. Really? Wait, that sucks for me. Yeah. <laughs> as, 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 any, as anyone can shine at a fancy party. And you have your ball moves. Henri, since we have initiated the precarious situation, what are you going to do to Baxter? I would just hate for everyone at the Gardens of Glass to know that we had a thief amongst our mists. As I'm gonna spread an insidious rumor. <laughs> Roll plus wit. Bam. Oh, baby. That is a 10 plus 1. That's an 11 again. Oh, my God. All right. Oh, that's an 11. Got... And control group. Control group. Brandon <laughs> <laughs> These motherfuckers. So, since all harm is doubled and rank effectiveness is gone, Baxter, that will cost you four harm. Wow. No! Can't I defend myself? You can, by giving me the letter. (laughs) Yes, so, Baxter, it is your turn. Are you going to retaliate or attempt to resolve the situation? I would hate Henri for all of our gracious hosts, all of whom are my compatriots and family and countrymen, that were taking advantage of poor young (laughs) housemen. I'm also going to start an insidious rumor. Have you even seen me with Bonita? <laughs> I knew what you were doing last night, bitch. <laughs> Roll plus weight. Nine. <laughs> it's not as good. All right. Uh, on a seven to nine, two harm towards you, Henri. Take it in stride. Henri, we are back to you. Would you like to keep this going, or would you like to resolve? I'm gonna fucking kill this dude, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Alright! Put Nick in the ground. (laughs) No, I'm trying to do the right thing. Whatever you think my intentions to be, it can't be as devious as whatever you must have come for the Gardens of Glass for. It has been known that Lady Wintrose is a known matchmaker, and yet here you are, gallivanting left and right, talking to no one in any serious terms. I would I would find it quite rude to come into Lady Wintrose's graces just for you to be taking advantage of this opportunity. It's a scathing observation. <laughs> it was supposed to be a clever remark, but I couldn't turn it around at the end. <laughs> Alright, so scathing observation. Yeah. Roll plus insight. That dice be spinning though. Oh, yeah. Um. That's a two. <laughs> First of all, uh, Marky XP. I love it. And you take two harm. Okay, I would love to be a loose as now. You hear some, as, you hear some scat- as you hear some kind of scattered tittering amongst the crowd. 
it it gets lost in translation. It was really good in my head, but it was in English. Just, just, just do not get that. Baxter's piecing it together, and he's like, he's got a point, but I don't really understand what he's saying. Uh, Baxter, would you like to keep this going, or would you like to try to resolve the situation? You fucked me up pretty good. Um, <laughs> on that first one. I think Baxter notices how public this situation has become, and therefore would like to dissolve. <laughs> <laughs> You'd like... Alright, how will you how will you resolve the situation? Um uh, do I want to resolve the situation? <laughs> I'll say um Um i that is actually something that I would like to try and see if we can work out here, this being the alpha test and all. So in an attempt to resolve the situation, I'm gonna have you roll plus grace. Okay. On a ten plus, the situation resolves and everything is fine. On a seven to nine, and your opponent will both take one harm as you both kind of realize that both of you had some faulty. They're, they're um, in too deep. On a, on a failure, you're in too deep and it keeps going. <laughs> I got a nine. Alright, so you resolve the situation, but you and Audrey will both take one harm. Alright, I'll, I'll... As you two were, again, seen arguing in public. I'll also just like, whisper to him as a parting remark and be like, but let's not pretend that either of us are here for truly honorable reasons. I don't think Duke Gloria Henry is here for the right reasons. And then, and then, uh, and also, as a parting shot, he'll say, "I'll give you your letter when you give me mine." <laughs> so I'll let you know. <laughs> what <situation>. letter? <laughs> and then, yeah, I think Baxter will sort of disappear into the crowd. All right. What fucking letter. I. <laughs> <laughs> What? What's fucking what in the? What's fucking this? Um, so, <laughs> Henri, you have been left alone, owned to the side of the dance floor. <laughs> I wonder if we can eavesdrop and hear that it's involving a letter. <laughs> me and I don't know whoever is with me. Probably Phoebe, but maybe even uh, Phoebe and Ivy are currently with you. Really? Okay. So obviously everyone has seen this display because that's why it's double. Yes. Ev- every everyone watched. But at the last remark. I wonder if I can hear that it was about a letter. Roll. Wits? Just make me an make me make me an insight roll. Okay. Insight. God damn it! I don't have that. <laughs> yes, you do. You're good. I have a You're negative good. one in it. Rosalind is just vibing always. Fuck. Where did that even go? I just got rid of the dagger. Are you supposed to fucking die in the shadow? Yeah, <laughs> Oh no! Marcus! <laughs> <laughs> Which would have been canon a, if you guys have read the Yu Gi Oh manga. I got a one! <laughs> <laughs> Which shouldn't be possible with two dice, but. Just marky XP. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what they were fighting about, but I might learn no. someday. <laughs> You're like, what's going yeah, on? You have no idea what was happening. You all you you were mostly just kind of looking at your friends' faces for reactions. Uh you just <laughs> see Ivy like half like cringing into herself. This is bad, right? <laughs> and and Phoebe is trying very hard to not appear fascinated. Yeah, because we did just kind of walk straight into the ball and immediately start beefing. <laughs> like, if you were holding a party and a couple came in and immediately started fighting, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? 
the prince Baxter Central, and like as they're literally <laughs> announcing you guys, you're like fist fight. All right. Um, uh, I want to ask um, Ivy and, and Phoebe, whatever could that have been about? Did you hear anything that they were saying to each other? <laughs> Maybe they did. Yeah, I can do this. I can do this. No, Phoebe is like, no, uh, Ivy. All I all I heard was Prince Baxter say, "Give me mine." Oh That's right. They're in give love. Me, give me what's owed me. <laughs> give me mine. I knew they were carrying out a secret affair. You think they were? <laughs> I, I shouldn't go around spreading rumors about my own cousin. All right, I'll go ask him. Do you? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll try and catch up to Baxter. Baxter's at the farm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you do find Baxter by the refreshment table. Uh, angrily scowling at his glass of claret. <laughs> he downs that shit. <laughs> Alright. Rosalina, what do you say to your cousin who has just downed an entire glass of claret? <laughs> oh, cousin, I wish you would stop this before I got this far. But, um... Well, I can't turn back time now, can I? Cousin. <laughs> I suppose I've made my feelings clear, but are you alright? I'm alright. Dexter just sort of scoffs. Go enjoy your ball. Cousin. Cousin. <laughs> I left the festivities to attend to your well-being. And what a very foolish thing to do. Because you can see I'm Dexter, quite alright on my own. are attempting to pick another fight? <laughs> no. No, I'm You're not. You sounded very salty right now. I'm salty as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> some very, those are some very precarious words coming out of your mouth, and I just wanted to make sure that you were actually I'm being this. dismissive, so do not we, combative. <laughs> do we have to pick a fight, or can you just use, like, a cutting remark as a move, or... Like, does it have to initiate a battle, or whatever? A precarious situation is anything that would appear... Quote, quote unquote scandalous like for example a duke and a prince fighting in the middle of a ball this <laughs> or, is for two example, cousins talking <laughs> for example a prince saying very scornful things to his like to his young debutante cousin <laughs> you shouldn't waste your time on me how about that self-deprecating <laughs> so, yeah pretty much pretty much anything that could possibly put yours or someone else's reputation at risk that's would right. trigger a precarious situation it is up to you. <laughs> well, cousin, I know you can take care of yourself. I suppose I'll leave you to it. And I leave. Alright. As you hear the music change to sort of signal the start of a new dance, are any of you looking for dance partners? Yeah, I'm yes. looking for Perdita. Me, Phoebe, and Ivy look as great as we can. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot initiate. I am a princess. But... I mean, I don't need to, but I also, like, shouldn't in this context. Well, I will. <laughs> Continue to look awesome uh, in my dress. Rosalina, uh, you head back, and uh, Ivy says to you, Um, princess, would you like to dance with me? I did not expect this. And if I didn't expect this, then Rosalina definitely didn't expect this. <laughs> um, uh, <clears throat> I would have said that I should roll to keep my composure, but... As my ball move, I have double charm, so I'm going to instead roll to turn someone on. What's the move called? That's the one from Monster Hearts. Win someone over? Okay, yeah, yeah. That's the one from Monster Hearts, huh? Um, yes. 
I'm gonna do yeah, that. win someone over. Uh, what are you asking Ivy to do for you? I have to ask for something. Yeah, this is essentially like a manipulating something. Oh, okay. Okay, I just wanted to gain points. Yeah, it's a move to get people to do what you want. Okay. Well, I guess I'll, I don't need to do any of that really then. I just, uh, Rosalina, silently, not sure what to say, takes her hand and nods. Uh, Ivy leads you to the dance floor where you see on, uh, on your left, you see uh, Phoebe and Alexander. <laughs> Who is Alexander again? The, the, the younger uh, brother, Ivy. okay. Younger. Yeah, Ivy, yep. Uh, he and Ivy are the twins. <laughs> and on your other side, you see Perdita and Henri. <gasps> Baxter, are you dancing with anyone? Oh, I message. Yes, uh, you actually, you not necessarily awkwardly, but you do see Rowan sitting by themselves. I think Baxter would do that, like, kind of big glance over and sees that they're sitting alone and, like, looks at himself and is like, fuck, I'm sitting alone. <laughs> <laughs> Like glances back over and then sees that they're glancing back over. <laughs> yeah. Potentially. Uh, and then does that, like, Jim from the office wave. <laughs> uh, and then I'll go over and, and, and say, uh, I suppose we should be dancing. I suppose so. Oh, then. Um, you in any mood for dancing? <laughs> if, if you were, I might be inclined. But uh, otherwise. Rowan stands and offers you their arm. Oh. I it's honestly fifty fifty there. So <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, anyway, um Yes, yes, of course, let's let's just dance. <laughs> I'm ha- I'm just going to have all of you make a basic grace roll to see how well how good of dancers you are. Alright, let's redeem yourself, Baxter. Come on! <laughs> Actually grace or charm. Yes! Sweet. Grace uh-huh. or charm to see if you're more to see if your footwork is good or to see if you leave a good impression. I got a 10. I got an 11. God damn it! It's a desperate. Got to grace. a 5. You got those big dice that just say the word 11. A 5? <laughs> even, pl- even, even with your double charm? I only have yeah. two charm now because I only had one before. And he rolled a three. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Rosalina, take EXP. Rosalina, How no. close are you to leveling up, by the way? Um, I have seven. Oh, you should have leveled up two EXPs ago. Yeah, I don't I don't know what I want to take, though, so we'll just... Rosalina's dancing looks more like fight moves. Yes. <laughs> and- yes, Rosa- Rosalina, as... As you and Ivy are kind of spinning around, everyone is slightly worried that you might possibly throw her across the room. <laughs> what is that woman doing to that other woman? You know what? <laughs> for my level up, I'm actually going to gain another charm. So for the rest of this, I'll have four charms. <laughs> I should have done that before. <laughs> Perfect. Alright. Henri and Baxter. It seems as though... The tension between you two continues <laughs> as you are very much trying to outmaneuver the other. <laughs> dance off, bro, right now. Yeah! <laughs> Classy dance off. <laughs> Who's got the got better time? Whenever, whenever you turn around, you, you see them and you're like, I have to do better than them. <laughs> that sounds about right. But apparently, I'm being slightly better. <laughs> <laughs> It's that French grace. Is Nanette having a good time? Can I see if Nanette's having a good time? 
<laughs> you actually see that uh, Henry and Nanette are dancing, and whatever else you may think of Nanette, she always was a very skilled dancer. Nice. Yours was a very skilled dancer, and you see that she's actually managing to be somewhat patient as you kind of look over and you you see you see Henry kind of mumbling an apology under his breath as he has probably stepped on Nanette's foot. <laughs> I think that this dance is like Baxter's move somewhat, so I think he will uh, turn to look at Rowan as opposed to <laughs> uh, Henri. <laughs> Alright. Uh, let's say, apologize uh, if you uh, saw that silly uh, encounter earlier. Whatever was it about, I hope it wasn't too serious. As we're like dipping and turning. <laughs> uh, no, nothing. So serious, this can't be figured out. We talked earlier, the, the other day, about um, being beholden to one's family. The same is the case for I. I sympathize. So, you know of my family's financial relationship to the Wintroses? Oh, I wasn't alluding to that, no. Um, <laughs> but, yes. <laughs> yes, I, yes, I... I do know that I, uh, And you felt the need to bring it up to Duke Laurier de Masai? No, it's nothing, nothing quite like that. It's a personal matter. I hope this would not be considered prying if I asked what it was, or if there's anything I can do to help. Sad. I shouldn't like to think of it as prying, but I think both you and I know the danger of questions. However, I'd very much like to trust you, so I will tell you it was a letter. A letter I left unfinished. You see all of the color drain from Rowan's face. And I would like to study a situation, maybe, or something. See if I, if I catch it. Are you it. studying a situation or knowing where you stand? So I'm going to see if I can understand what's going on with their reaction. Um, in that case, I'm going to have you roll to know where you stand. Okay, know where I stand. That will be plus insight. Shit! <laughs> that was a bad roll. <laughs> Got six. <laughs> Take EXP. Alright. Yeah, all you know is that Rowan's Rowan has grown very pale, and that is when you hear the thunder. You can't hear it. It's a bit of thunder. They're just awfully close. Dangerously close. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous, dangerously close indeed as you hear the rain just kind of like buffeting from all around. And Rosalina, as you pass by the window as the song comes to an end, you see lightning far closer than it should be. And that is where we are going to end tonight. <laughs> yeah! Oh, wow. What the fuck? The storm! The lightning! <laughs> I'm being a dick. <laughs> me being a dick <laughs> thank you all very much for listening to the current chapter of this story and we will see you all next time good night variables did it did it, it do wait Sarah <laughs> I'm busy. I'm looking at. I'm relooking at my rules and oh. reconfiguring in my head for how how this would work for non-binary people. <laughs> at the level you are, and especially in French society, you do know that the Fontaines were a 
Ital- or a Italian family of means. No, I think you might. That would be French, right? I might. I think that is French. I could yeah. be. I could. I could also be wrong. No, I. I. I thought. It, I, don't I could know why also I be Italian. very wrong. I have gotten a lot of the history and geography very wrong here. No, Fontaine definitely sounds like a French name. You're right. Yeah, I'm wrong. <laughs> okay, so let's re-edit all of this. <laughs> let's just not pretend that either of us. Uh, I had a, it was good in my head. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> See, now you get it now. It's very hard. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> can, I, can that please be our ending bit? <laughs> Did we lose Nick? No, no, he's thinking it. Nothing. He's thinking that on hard. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.